welcome to Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA+, um, gaming and streaming content, and cups of tea. Cups of tea. How are you always, doing? Always drinking cups of tea. Always are. We are British after all. We are indeed. And I'm drinking from my The Last of Us mug. Ooh. Ooh. And it's metal. Yeah, it's proper camping, yeah. like, tin cup. It's very unusual to see that, but, I mean, I suppose they don't smash. Because we did get this at an event. Should we go straight into that? Well, yes, Ben, why don't you tell us where you got that mug from? I got this mug, this The Last of Us mug, from uh, an advanced screening that we had yesterday, last night, of The Last of Us Episode 1. Mmm. Um, the, the IMAX. The IMAX on a big screen. It's so weird. It's cold on the bottom. Is it? Yeah, I feel that. You, you can hold it without it. Oh. Not insulation? You were saying it would conduct it and it would lose all its heat. Well, maybe from the outside. Uh, just Ellie says just one episode stingy well one episode was what 85 minutes yeah so it was almost like watching a film it was yeah but was then, like, when's this gonna end we're not gonna give any any spoilers story spoilers or, or anything like that um, but obviously it's weird because you sit there and you're watching something that's pretty much film length and then it just kind of stops and you're like but we didn't finish the story. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, episode two now. Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, like chapter one of uh, The Last of Us, if you've played it. If you played it, there's nothing there that's going to surprise you. Uh, it's, I feel. Did you feel it was very faithful to the book, uh, to the uh, game? It was very faithful to the game. Um, they've added in some extra bits um, to pad things out, but it feels very authentic to... To the game, um, right down to certain shots, um, were very familiar. However, there was the bit, so... Little spoiler. Don't, no, don't spoil things, Ben. Well, no, there's like don't a, do that. a part of it that they just did, and they managed to do the first time, whereas it took me like ten times to do, so I didn't get the authenticity of it. You know when they're leaving... Right, so it was authentic to the game, but just not your specific gameplay because you suck at it. Is How that what you're saying? You? Yes. Great. Exactly. So what they didn't have in the TV show was game over, you died, yeah. please try again, please switch to easy mode. They didn't fa yeah, they didn't have a lot of failed stealth areas, which was quite uh surprising. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're not we're not gonna spoil anything. Um all all I will say is that I personally really enjoyed it. Um yeah. and I'm very much looking forward to seeing the rest of the um the rest of the series, it feels very much like this is like at the start, it obviously says based on a PlayStation game, um, but that flashes up very quickly and it feels like they are not distancing themselves from from the game or from PlayStation necessarily, but they are really pushing this as like this is the next big HBO, HBO show um, as opposed to, you know, oh, here's a little TV show based on the game. So I, I am... I think that fans of the game will enjoy it, but I am most interested um, to hear the thoughts of people that haven't played the game. Mm. Um, but um, also, but but then watch this and see what they think. You know, like, I'd love to know what my parents think of it, for instance. Because do you? They well, they they will gladly watch like a big you know HBO TV show. They loved Game of Thrones, um, 
So I would love to know what they think, considering this is based on a video game, and I would love for them to actually maybe respect what I do. <laughs> you don't <laughs> need their approval, Ed. Uh, well. But I'm also, as well, yeah, you know it's the next HBO thing, because if you've seen the start, you know, the opening credits of Game of Thrones, you will definitely recognise this one. It's pretty much the Game of Thrones, uh, yeah, opening credits, mm. pretty much. Um, it premieres next Monday, um, Monday night. I think it's like 2am in the UK, okay. um, so whenever that is counting backwards in the US. Um, so over here it's on Sky, um, and it's HBO in the US, um, I think, anyway. Or yeah. maybe it's just over, maybe it's just Monday in the UK. Yeah. Oh, the other I saw was the fifteenth. Says Carrie Ann. So is that is that's that Monday? Sunday. Oh, so maybe. Oh, Sunday yeah. Night. Sorry. So mon Monday morning at two a.m. in the UK, but mm. Sunday night in the US. Uh, Melon says one thing. Is it the same or at least Melon? The opening credits have the theme tune, and I yeah. said to Ed, I was like, I hope they have like that song at least somewhere, and it's like it's literally the opening credits. So I'm like, oh, I was beaming yes yeah so that's the thing it, it is very authentic to the game with the music the visuals like the way they filmed it the sort of tones and colors it feels very very familiar um to the game mm. so yeah i think if you're a big fan of the game that you are you are definitely going to enjoy this a lot yeah. i'm looking forward to seeing what they do i'm looking forward to seeing how they turn the bits that are very gamey into a tv series Mm. I'm very look, much looking forward to that because obviously the beginning bit is kind of set in the scene and you know you're very much talking to people and it's just really story heavy so like the bits that are not story heavy do they just brush over that do they add some extra things to it um, I'm interested how they go from there because mm. I mean I like The Last of Us I'm not obsessed with it it's a good game um, I liked it but like I'm I'm not a huge horror fan Um I like to play video games. I said this to you last night. I was like, I like video games set in a world that I would love to be in. Like Red Dead... Oh, one <laughs> Totally forgot to turn off the uh, intro sounds. That's such a professional. I'm, I'm so tired today. I'll explain why in a second. Uh, but thank you, Jinx. You are in the uh, podcast now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they do that. But I like to, yeah, play games where I'm, I'd like to be in. So, for example, Red Dead Redemption, I would have loved to be a cowboy um, in there, you know. No? Or... I mean, you'd be riding. I don't know if you'd be a cowboy. Mm-hmm. I'd be riding a cowboy. Mm. Or, for example, playing um, uh, Grim Fandango, one of my favourite games. You know, I just love to be in a kind of noir detective world. Or Spider-Man. I want to live in New York. There we go. It's like every uh, Christmas. I mean, I wouldn't say I want to be in the world of The Last of Us, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying it. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying um, that's so you... It's immersing yourself in a in a very different world. I mean, I, I loved The Last of Us. Um, I played that on PS3 when it first came out, um, when the loading times were like five minutes. Um, and uh, I absolutely adored it and didn't want to play it again because I felt like I've had my... My, my playthrough, that's my story. I've experienced it and I don't want to ruin that by playing it again. And then I got a copy of it on PS4. Uh, when I bought my PS4, it came with a download code. So I ended up playing it again anyway. And now I really want to play part one of this five. Well, I've got it. I've got it on physical. Um, Mr. Wilbur says, oh, imagine being in the world of Death Stranding. Oh, imagine beauty 
huge open world spaces and when you start walking a bit of low roar starts playing oh the dream no because then invisible aliens come and kill you but if you're playing on easy mode they're not of much of a bother you just stomp on them speaking well, of which no, the alternative is that you could just go to iceland and listen to the soundtrack mm. which i would gladly do speaking of um what was the supermarket I have music anyway i speaking of little things that you can stomp the country on. not Going round Iceland supermarket. Imagine if they start playing low raw. God. That'd be proper meta. Um, I was uh, I was in Pret today. Pret a manger to those um, who don't know. It's like a cafe that sells kind of overpriced sandwiches and stuff and coffee. And uh, there was a pigeon walking around inside having a feast. <laughs> he was just like walking around and just getting all the crumbs off the floor. Absolutely that living a, its living its best life. That's a pretty skanky Pret. <laughs> well, no, it's really nice because um, I actually used to work there and I worked there for two weeks um, when I was 18 and it's bigger. Um, it looked, It's a lot more modern. But yeah, there was just a little pigeon having a little wander around <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, okay, yeah, it's going in. I mean, of all the, the bits of like pastry and everything that was, you know, it had all fallen on the floor, it was just going around going like, oh, I'm filling up. Thank you for that random side story. Yeah, I was um, the things that you stamp on. Because I did go and I was like, no, I'm not going to make it fly because that might upset people in here. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we both really like The Last of Us and we will be watching it weekly. Um, I think there's 10 episodes in total. Um, so we'll be watching it weekly and we will then, once it's finished, we are going to do a spoiler cast where we will then discuss our thoughts on the entire series. And, and the we- games. And the games and just sort of discussing it. So if you are going to watch weekly with us, then um, then make sure that you're you're back for the spoiler cast to talk about it. We may also have a special guest. We may indeed. Hmm. <laughs> but nothing. Well, we'll we'll tell you all about it uh, closer to the end. Yes. So that'll be in 10 weeks time. Yeah. 10 weeks time. <laughs> so there's a while to go yet. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, how was your day today, Ed? My day was fine. How was your day, Ben? Because yours was much more interesting than mine. Very exhausting. Tell the people. Tell the listeners. Uh, it was very exhausting, but in a great way. So today I started a new job. I am no longer a teacher. I think I mentioned this before. After 12 years, I have, you know, hung up my chalk. I never use chalk. Uh, and I'm no longer a teacher. And I, yeah, today I started my new job as, uh, the official title is Senior Executive Streaming and Gaming at Great Ormond Street uh, Hospital Children's Charity. Very nice. So, and what does that entail exactly? I'm in charge of gaming and streaming there. And, and what does that mean? Getting people to fundraise, organise events, um, lots of ideas popping off to try and encourage people to do fundraising streams and we'll have like week-long, month-long events. Um, also streaming on their Twitch channel, getting their Discord community going. Lots and lots and lots and lots of things to go. But um, I, what I'm really looking forward to is like quite a few of these things are, for example, their Discord is quite new. Um, there's a gaming Facebook group that's quite new on for them as well. So just being able to kind of nurture that and grow it and see the difference that it can make and raise money for such an incredible cause um, is going to be just, yeah, incredibly rewarding. I mean, it's dealing with games, dealing with, like, dealing with streamers, contacts, you know, people who are gaming, people who are streaming, 
and raising money for a children's charity, like one of the biggest and the best children's charities. Yeah. It's And your job is basically, dream. it's marketing, it's community management, it's streaming, it's all the things you're good at. Yeah. And uh, they also encouraged people to help and uh, volunteer along with when they've got the big events going. So Ed is going to be joining me at the London Marathon. You don't have to be running, but he'll be oh, cheering on. I certainly will not be running. <laughs> you can barely run to catch the bus. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll get you in a T-shirt and uh, and do that. But, like, there are various activities they do and can help. So, Actually, I think I might get a, cha- like a sort of um, volunteer day. Oh, you should do that then. So I could maybe come and help help you with the job. Yeah, brilliant. I'll help <laughs> you with yours as well. <laughs> Oh, nice. Darling. Thank you so very much. So basically, if if anyone wants to do some charity streams, mm. this is your guy. Drop into my DMs and mm. I will provide you with assets. Nice. <laughs> my beautiful assets. <laughs> I will not send you those. From, no, we'll get something from the design team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, which I know I've got access to them. So yeah, it's uh, today was just the first day. Lots of kind of, you know, HR stuff going in and uh, planning that. And tomorrow... Lots, lots of meetings. Next week, quite a few meetings as well, but like getting things uh, rolling. And I will give you the, um, like as soon as I've sorted out the Discord and cleaned it up and made it look pretty, I will give everybody access if you'd like to join. And yeah, that'll be a community we'll keep going at. Definitely. Mm. Well, you, we'll be able to, will you be able to share some links with the chat? Definitely, yeah. Once be- it's set up? Yeah, because I've just set up their Twitch. Well, the Twitch account was there, um, but it has it's been dormant for quite a while, like thirty three followers. So we will be, uh, yeah, launch like relaunching that, hopefully with lots of uh, streams and special guests and various things like that. Raising nice. money for such a good cause. Very exciting. Yes, time for those streamer kits. Says Michelle. Yes, that'll be something that I'll be planning. We, we they do have something. They have a website. With a few, with quite a few things on there, so I just need to streamline that. So yeah, that is. I'll keep you updated, and I might even have a channel on uh, Discord, on our on my um, server, with like where I'm posting things that are happening there. So if you want to follow, you can on there. Great idea. Yeah, and we can all work with you. I'd love that. We we'll love that. Ah, but yeah. So that's why I am drained today. Absolutely drained. I'm also drained, but I just had a normal day of work. Yeah, I'm you said you weren't tired. even busy. <laughs> just just tired. I'm just tired. You know when you just finish work, and then you go and sit on the sofa, and you have a cup of tea, and I'm just like... How old are you, Ed? Nodding off. I am 35, <laughs> and currently I lack energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're just like, I'm just done for the day, and just half asleep. So, um, oh. yeah, early night around, except here we are on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, we've got the podcast today. Um, then straight after the podcast, we'll be playing. Well, we're doing a quick look. It might be a very quick look uh, of High on Life, where Ed is a massive fan. Um, he's been non-stop talking about this for weeks and weeks. He loves the humour, and um, yeah, he can't wait for it. Well, no. <laughs> High on Life, low on brow. Yes, there, yeah, definitely. High on Life is um, it's a new first-person shooter that has been created by the creator of Rick and Morty, whose name I've now forgotten. Justin something. I was about to say Welby, but he's the Archbishop of Canterbury. Very different. Yeah. Royland? Maybe. Justin Royland? Royland, there you Royland, go. Royland, there we go. Royland. Um, 
And um, I, yeah, he created Rick and Morty and now has made this game, which apparently is very similar humor. I've never seen Rick and Morty. Um, I suspect I might hate this. Yeah. From, from too lowbrow for from, Ed. Far too lowbrow. From what I've read about it, I think it's just not going to be for me. But we're going to give it a quick look and um, and see how long we last. I, guess. I heard that we should avoid this. I heard I read there was well a... yes a certain publication um, did give an avoid um, a publication that usually gives uh, essential recommended or no badge occasionally doesn't avoid if it's particularly bad and um, and that's what this received and so uh, it keeps getting brought up in every single article doesn't it no. Well, I don't bring it up. Well, not you. Maybe the comments. Yeah, no, that's it, the comments. Yeah. Ah, well, tell us. What I will say, though, is that it is currently the most popular game on Game Pass. So, reviews have not been great. I suspect we won't like it, but it's incredibly popular with a specific type of audience. So, we are going to play the game and see what it's all about. And mm. then wait for the trolls to come in. Maybe we'll love it. I mean, there are some... Miss Will says, I love Rick and Morty, but I can't imagine playing a game with said humour. I've never watched Rick and Morty either, so I might actually love it. Um, I'm try- I was trying to think of a game, of like a funny game, a co- like comedy games that work. Little Misfortune is one. Um, I, but that worked really well because it was two hours. Another one mm. that I actually really liked, and I don't think I should like it, is South oh. Park. Stick of Truth. I thought that was really funny. That's okay. Yeah. You can just, you know, sort of get in touch with your inner Mm 12-year-old. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I just, I remember streaming it and just being like, this is hilarious. But then I stopped playing it and I had no real intention to go back and play it. Devil Bean, you are correct. They did a VR game Mm. um, that was like a platformer with weird aliens. And I reviewed it and I hated it. Um... Because it was exactly this kind of humour and it just did not. Devil Bean says they did a VR me. game that was really good. <laughs> Maybe you just need to get, you know, you need to watch it, Ed. Oh, Andini says I didn't we'll expect see. to like High on Life, but I did like it. We'll go in with an open mind. We'll see what we think. Yeah, I'll go in with an open mind. There we go. I like immature humour. Are you going to be playing it and I'm going to be watching it? Yes. Okay. Ed will give commentary. Because oh, it'll be mouse and keyboard with a first-person shooter. You do not do that, do you? Uh, no, I use a controller. Yeah, so... Like a normal person. <laughs> <sighs> well, so, what have you been playing, Ed? Speaking of bad games, what have you been playing this week? What do you mean, bad games? How dare... Well, yeah, let's talk about what we have been playing. What, not what we... Uh... Um, what have you been what playing? We... Is, is that the new jingle? That is it, yeah. Sure. Um, I last week started a new game and finished a new game. Was so it Frog Detective? It was not. Was it Frog um, Detective 2? I've been playing two games. So the first one I literally finished last week. Um, and it's called Signalis. And it is a oh. survival horror game um, with sort of PS1 style graphics um, and lots of puzzles. And it's all very abstract and ambiguous and you will hate it oh god what um, sounds like it's no. not your kind of game at all it's like we were talking last week about what was it called again what the game that i went to bed at like 5 a.m playing citizen sleeper yeah citizen sleeper i saw you playing that be like i really want to play it i walked past you saying playing signalis and i'm like 
don't even want to sit in the same room as you play in this. Wow. Okay, do not be put off by him. If you're into survival horror, Signalis is brilliant. No, if you're into survival horror with PlayStation 1 graphics, confusing, ugly, like, miserable world, then you're then you'd like it. Hush. This is my this is this is my moment. This is my perfect moment. <laughs> so Signalis um is is basically a throwback to PS1 survival horror games. So your Resident Evil, Silent Hill, um it is very much that kind of game. Um it doesn't um it doesn't use pre-rendered backgrounds in sort of 3D sense. It is top down. Um so it's kind of all all top down with you moving around. Um it's it's in a very similar vein of collect the weird key for the weird door and and solve odd puzzles and combine items together having viewed them and um it's very much that style of game um which I really enjoy. I really love the puzzles in this. I love that kind of puzzle solving. Um but um so so it's very much that. It is very abstract and ambiguous. You basically play um, an android, um, a female android, who is on a mission to save her girlfriend, um, let's say, female lover. Um, so it's all about, it's got great lesbian rep representation, which is also wonderful. Um, and um, she she is basically in this underground base in a planet going down to a mining facility to, to find her loved one. Um, but the way the story plays out is that it is very fragmented. It is, it's a game all about memory and what is memory, what's real, what isn't real. Um, you are one of a number of androids. So it's this idea of these memories you're having, are they yours? Or is this a shared experience with, with other androids? Um, is it real? Is this your experience or not? Um, so it plays out very in a very fragmented way, um, which is really, really interesting. There are multiple endings which aren't necessarily good or bad, but collectively they give you a sense of this this idea of fragments of memory and how that gets pieced together. Um, you're probably rolling your eyes like this is pretentious shit, but it's oh, genuinely you, you really my good. Um, what is I love, memory? I yeah, but I love I how forgotten. ambiguous that is, and it makes you actually think at the end of like, what have I experienced? Um, what it really thrives on what is have its I experience. Oh, shut up. What it really thrives on is atmosphere. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary. It's very much a horror game, but it's not necessarily scary. Um, but it's it just has this amazing atmosphere that is claustrophobic and intense. Um, it's a German developer that's created it, and it sort of has vibes of German expressionism. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck off. Um, which to me just in that it's because it's so abstract and it's got sort of really contrasting striking lighting and ambiguous visuals where you can't quite tell what's the background what you can and can't interact with um very angular it has like flashes of of like words and flashbacks and things coming up um so it just has a really amazing atmosphere um so yeah i Genuinely really, really liked it. My only downside with it is that it was only about six hours long and it kind of ended very quickly. And if you've played survival horror games, um, you'll know that... Um, 
Sorry, am I keeping you up? No, I just got a yawn. Sure. It'll come. If you play Survivor Horror Games, you know that there's limited ammo and um, you have to kind of save your ammo for like the final boss and that kind of stuff. So I literally saved all my ammo and then by the end I'd never even used any of it because I felt like it ended a bit quickly um, because it is quite short. Um, But that's just testament to how much I really enjoyed the atmosphere. I could have gladly played it for a lot longer. Um, So yeah, that's Signalis. It's on most things, but it's on Game Pass, which is where I played it. Um, And it's literally six hours. So if you're really interested in sci-fi survival horror um, and that sort of classic PS1 vibe, I would absolutely recommend this. Um, don't listen to this one. It's just not his kind of game. It just look miserable. It was miserable, but in a really great way. Um, and it's had really great reviews. Everyone I know that's reviewed it has absolutely loved it. Um, so I genuinely would thoroughly recommend it. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Great. Thanks. You um, kept yourself busy while I played Destiny. <laughs> oh, well, you can bore everyone with that in a, in a minute. Um the other game that I have played that I started last week is Persona 4 Golden. Now, this is coming out on consoles next week, um, including Game Pass. Um, I got codes. So I've been playing it on Xbox, but I don't know if I can say that. So let's just pretend I'm playing the PC version that's been out for years. Um, and I'm just dead late because it's literally the same game. Um, you're a bit, you enjoyed Persona 5. Yeah. Um, I... Also love Persona 5. Um, I played that when it first came out a few years ago. Absolutely loved it. It's one of my favourite RPGs on the PS4. Um, But I'd never played any of the other ones. So I was really intrigued to play 3 and 4 and see how they compare. So I started with 4 because I'd heard really good things about it. And I'd heard that there was a gay character and I wanted to see what the representation was like. And... Maybe I was a little bit naive and a bit ignorant as to the series, but it turns out that Persona 4 and Persona 5 are literally the same game, but just with a slightly different story and character. The structure of the game, the gameplay, the way it unfolds is exactly the same. Um, It's like the same setup for the story. You are a young boy who moves to a new place um, to live with family, family friend, um, and and there's a mystery that unfolds. Um, in five, you're moving to Tokyo. In this, you're, in four, you're moving to like small town Japan. Um, Is it like an iteration, like Pokemon? Yeah, it's just made me realise how formulaic it is. And I didn't, I guess I just didn't realise that when I played five. I thought five was just really innovative and interesting. And I knew that it had a similar, similar structure, but I didn't realise how practically identical it would be. Um, so in that sense, I'm a bit disappointed by it. I also feel that, um, five is clearly an evolution of that formula, but has refined it in almost every way. So five is a hundred percent the better game. And because they're so similar, I sort of feel like there's almost no point playing four. just play five because it's much better. Um, so I'm a bit disappointed, but it has made me reappreciate Persona 5. Um, Devil Bean's joking and saying, does your teacher also turn out to be a sex maid? The representation in Persona 4 is fucking awful. Fucking awful. Now, the original game came out in 2008. They then released it, and that was on PS2. 
Um, they then re-released it as Persona 4 Golden, which was 2012, I believe, um, which was on the PlayStation Vita. So the thing is, this new release is the first time um, that, that, it's, uh, that it's available on console. And I feel like there are a lot of people like me that have maybe got into the series through, and like you, who have got mm-hmm. into the series through 5, um, and maybe don't know where it's come from. So they're going to be intrigued to see this. Um, it's a very old game, and it has very old um, politics <laughs> in it. Um, Apparently it was bad at the time, though, wasn't it? Well, from what I've read, like Persona 4 is massively loved, um, and and people really love this game. And I think even at the time, people praised its representation for tackling some quite tricky themes. But now, in retrospect, I do not think it tackles those themes well at all. Um, the way it treats women in this game is awful. Um, and, yeah, you're right. You know, this is an old game, and we're also talking about Japan, where, you know, some of their views in terms of women and and the LGBT community are, let's say, a bit behind the West. I also appreciate that there are also different cultural norms, and I'm not an expert in that, so I don't want to make that comparison completely. Um, I believe that in the last 15 years or so, I'm sure Japan's LGBT community has thrived and things have changed since this game came out. Um, but I do think that because it's being re-released, it's still, you know, able to be critiqued, um, even though it is old. Um, it's just rife with misogyny. Um, there are creepy teachers who are literally eyeing up the schoolgirls. Every single female character in this game um, is judged by how pretty they are, how attractive they are. Um, the more desirable they are to men, the better they're considered to be. Um, every single schoolboy is trying to hit on the girls, and that's all the girls are there for, is to be hit on. Um, it's just it's just awful. It makes it really uncomfortable to play. Um, and then there is this gay character, um, which, spoiler warning, I'm going to just spoil. Um, so if you want to play it and you don't want spoilers, then don't listen for the next five minutes. Um, you meet this guy called Kanji, um, and he is a biker in a gang, and he's seen as aggressive and a delinquent, and um, he's, you know, a really terrible person. Um and in the world of Persona, in all the games, you sort of meet people that have um, that need to be saved in some way. They have a bit of a dark side. And there's usually a parallel world that you go into where you go through a dungeon that reflects their sort of inner turmoil um, and you have to save them in some way. Um, and with this character, he's all aggressive and people are wondering why. Um, and you go into this, this dungeon that is his inner turmoil. And it turns out that this dungeon is an all-male CD bathhouse where he is there being very effeminate, um, basically naked apart from a little um, uh, sort of diaper. Um, And he's just all about men. And it's very, very obvious that they are coding this character as gay. Um, But they never say that he's gay. He never admits to it. Um, but all the other characters are looking at him being like, this is weird. This is so odd. This is the worst thing ever. And it's like, what? Because he likes men? 
like there's there's literally nothing wrong with this, but they're making it out to be this terrible thing that you have to save him from. Um, and you work your way through the dungeon, and then his dark side becomes the boss, which is this like hyper masculine demon with like gender symbols as weapons. And I'm like, cool, you're playing with gender, you're playing with sexuality, I'm down for that. That's totally fine. The problem is that the inner turmoil of this character, it turns out, is not that he's gay, because he never admits to that. He never admits to liking men. What he does admit to is um, that he likes feminine pursuits, like sewing. And he's worried that he will be rejected by both men and women for being slightly effeminate. And therefore, he puts on this you know, persona of being aggressive and masculine and a delinquent to cover that up. And so he admits this about himself. And so you save him um, for um, you save him from from being an aggressive delinquent person who doesn't trust people, as opposed to he admits that he's gay. Um, and it's it's just really uncomfortable. It's nothing less than homophobic to play. Um, the language, the way that this character is treated by others, it's homophobic. And it might be very Japanese, it might be very of its time, but I am playing this now in 2023 and I feel incredibly uncomfortable playing this game. Um, so I don't think I'm going to play it anymore. Good. As much as <laughs> I sort of want to, because there are bits of the gameplay I like and... I really liked Persona 5, even though that also didn't have great representation, but it's at least better than this. Um, what I've also read is that there is a sort of trans-coded character who I think I've already met, but there's a bit, bigger storyline with them later. And it's a character who is described as being a slender young boy um, in boys' clothing, uses male pronouns. Um, and later on, it transpires that this is actually a girl dressing as a boy who believes that the who wants to be a detective and 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 understands that the um, the police force won't take her seriously if she's a woman and so she dresses as a man and so you go through this dungeon to basically make her realize that actually no she can she can still you know be a woman and be part of the police force or whatever um, and then suddenly starts dressing up as a as a schoolgirl um, even though she was using male pronouns earlier and people have sort of interpreted this as as it being a trans character, but then that resolution being really quite transphobic. Um, it's, it is a tri tricky topic to talk about because it is old and Japan has, you know, very differing views about this community, but um, playing it as a Westerner in this day and age, it's just, it feels messy. It feels awkward. The script is full of like misogyny and, and awful things against women. And, um, yeah, I am. I'm not massively enjoying it, and I feel disappointed because I, I really wanted to like this game, and it's kind of shocked me how bad the representation is in it. And you're saying that it's like, yeah, it was an old game and a game of its time. Well, if it was a game of its time, why are they re-releasing it now? Apart from for money. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, it is an old game. And it has got these old ideals that are maybe at the time were fine, and it was like, wait, there is representation. It's bad representation, but it's representation. Why are you releasing it now other than to just get some money? Yeah. And Torn's right. Like, it's very beloved. Yeah. Um, this series has has a really core fan base that I think has grown massively with Five because Five was so successful. So there will be, as I said, people like me that are now working backwards. Um, 
but there are people that have been playing this series for years, just love anything Japanese, anything anime, um, you know. And at the time, having a game in 2008 that was tackling sexuality is kind of a big deal at the time. Um, but looking back, it's like that was really not handled in a good way. Mm. And we have games now that have much better representation and and deal with sexuality in, in much more sensitive ways. Um it's insensitive. It's it's clearly a load of straight men that made this game and thought, oh, sexuality, that's interesting. We can make a story out of that. Won't that be interesting? And it just comes across as salacious and insensitive and really not understanding what the queer experience is. Because as I read it, I in some ways see a bit of myself in there in terms of a lot of internalized homophobia of someone who is clearly struggling with their sexuality doesn't know how to deal with it um and i think that that's actually really interesting as a character development but for them to lit or for that character to be treated in such with such disdain and for people to be like you're odd for doing this and oh my god you like men that's so weird um when actually it's totally normal um and these you know people in that position should be supported and not poked fun at um it's it's an awkward game hmm Anyway, that was that was my rant. Thank you for giving us that. <laughs> no, it's uh, been interesting following I'm you playing. An article on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's been interesting. <laughs> Which I'm worried is going to get trolled. Following you playing it, because all I've heard was like ch ch from you taking screenshots of it. Some of the things, like the pervy uncle guy who is like making lots of really inappropriate comments. Yep. Yeah. I've taken a lot of screenshots. Hmm. Oh well. 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 I'm looking forward to your article and we should definitely comment nice things on it because you know with that fan base I'm scared. I'm scared. like yeah you criticize persona and you say that the representation is bad then just wait for the trolls that is an article I, I don't know why you don't just go like can you please turn off the comments for this maybe we will because it's you know what it's going to be like anyway that'll be next week how is the last guardian Ed because you're also playing that aren't you Yes, yeah, so I started that on stream. Um, I played it before. It's one of my favourites, um, and it's really lovely to go back to. Um, it's for me the best. Um, uh, it's the best pet in the game. Mm. You, you. If you don't know what it is, it's the same developer as um, Child of the Colossus and Ico, and um, you play as a young boy who has to escape a castle, and you have this big, giant cat, dog, bird, pet thing. Um, and the story is about the relationship between the boy and the pet and how they, um, uh, and how they sort of create this friendship. Um, what I love is that you don't control the pet, but you just call to them and gradually throughout the game, they sort of learn to understand you better. Um, and you develop this real, like as a player, you develop this real love for this virtual pet, um, which I think is really, really beautiful and really well mm. done. So yeah, I'm like halfway through on stream, but it's, it's, really, really it's like it. you know the uh, the puzzle. Where it's like if you get a cat, how do you help a cat, a dog, and a chicken cross a river? Just make it one. Yeah, and then it jumps, and that's fine. There you go. Um, as Devil Bean said, there's also a VR version which I have played, and it's terrifying because um, you literally look up as the boy, and there's this these eyes staring at you. It's giant. It's it's kind of terrifying. Oh, <laughs> very nice. What have you been playing? 
I have been playing some short little indie games called Destiny 2 and Final Fantasy 14. They've been, that's been my week, pretty much. Um, I haven't really played anything else, have I? What did I no, I played some Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as well. So three massive games. Yes, which I'm not going to finish any of them anytime soon. Uh, well, just quickly, it's Xenoblade. I've been playing to... I'd like to finish it in the before... Well, I'd like to finish it before um, the release of um, Fire Emblem, which I don't think I will, but I'm I'm determined to get... and just I've switched it down to easy because I do enjoy the combat. Um, I enjoy the combat, whether it's easy or difficult. It's just a fun game to play. Um, and the story is epic. And when I say epic, I mean really long as well. <laughs> Apparently, there is a... I think it's like the end of one chapter and the beginning of another chapter. If you put those two cutscenes together, it's as long as a short movie. It's as long as a Last of Us episode. So wow. that should be interesting because I've already had some that were like 20 minutes long being like, this is a long time. Uh, so I'm I'm intrigued to see where that goes. It's an interesting story. Um, I love the combat in it where you're kind of, it's just bizarre. Like the fact you can change your job styles and you learn jobs from these champions that you recruit. Uh, that's opened up some interesting stuff, but I, at the moment there's just a lot of side stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stick to the main story. And if I'm fancying going back and doing some of that side stuff, sure. But I think, I think if I did all the side stuff, I would tire of it way before I finish the main campaign. So I'm just gonna stick to that. If you could hurry up and finish it, that'd be great because after Persona Four and me finishing that early, mm. um, I've got space for a JRPG. So if you could finish, that'd be great. I will try and finish by the 20th, which is when, or is it the 21st? I think it's a week on Saturday is when I'm due to get my Fire Emblem, a day later than the release date, which is very upsetting. Shocking. That's the second time Shocking. Amazon have uh, kind of screwed up their release. Um, but yeah, also that I have follen completely balls deep into the Destiny Don't 2 wagon. Oh my God, it is fun. It is such a good game. I'm sat here trying to work, and all I can hear is tap, 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 click, 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 and just shoot, 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 click, click, click. Yeah. It's like when you're, yeah, and I'm there trying to concentrate on Destiny, and all I can hear is click, 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 from you working and typing. Oh, I'm sorry I'm earning some money. Well, I'm sorry, I'm having fun. But yeah, Destiny is, I've been, so I've pre-ordered the next expansion, but I've also got a season pass for the current season, and the amount of stuff that they release with that is way more than I was expecting. Like, they have got all sorts. Obviously, you've got your season pass with up to level 100, and then you can go and extend it even further after that. Um, but also, every week, and we're on, like, week seven now, so every week they've released, like, a mission, like a story mission that's progressing. And I imagine, like, the accumulation of this story is the, you know, the introduction and the entrance of the expansion, which is released at the end of uh, February. So... It's been interesting following this, especially with me being five or six weeks behind. I'm like, I've got all of that content to to do and consume. But it is, it's the great thing I like about this as well is it's really challenging and it takes a while to do. Like all these missions are very independent of each other. You're not kind of, re well, you are retreading old ground because you, it's set in the same areas, but everything you're doing is in these missions are, are brand new. So it's like, it'll take me like 30, 40 minutes to do one. Um, because the level, because the difficulty is pretty high, but it's not unachievable. Um, but also, yeah, they've released, they, they've got all these other things that you have to tick off. Uh, they've released some uh, exotic weapons. There is a, as um, Wes Manovich has mentioned, which 
I completely agree with now and I understand now. Uh, there's like a, a Mission Impossible part where you have to work out how to kind of infiltrate a base and you get these various cipher keys and then you have to go and place them in another thing which opens another room and you have to stand at an angle to shoot a door open and puzzles 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 in, in destiny? destiny i mean destiny's always had puzzles with their raids but Has it's it? yeah, yeah all their raids are very mechanic heavy that's why i mean they have worlds first that can sometimes take 24 hours because people are trying to work out all the mechanics um but yeah th but this isn't a raid this is just a mission um and you do feel quite intelligent doing it and like you have to, like one bit you have to kind of get from one place on the floor to the other, but you also have to look at various images of the, of the area that you're walking on from different windows to kind of work out where you should be going. It's, um, yeah, like all, all the raids have been quite puzzly, but they're bringing it now to the missions. And the, I don't know, the missions just feel a lot more fleshed out. Um, also the rewards that you're getting, so there are just endless amounts of places where you can get uh, reward. Oh, yeah, rewards nowadays to increase your light level or whatever it's called i think it's called light level or power level i don't know it used to be called light level back in like olden times but i think I it's changed say, now. i remember destiny one and then i gave up destiny one was, i love destiny one i reached power level 400 in that um but yeah right now it's like the maximum is 1490 and then a one no sorry 1580 or 90 and then you gain extra with the season artifact but yeah i mean i'm nowhere near well i'm like about 20 off the powerful cap and 30 off the pinnacle cap um which is like when you stop getting uh stuff that's a higher drop rate um okay. so i've starting a little bit later into the season it's been more difficult to kind of catch up with that but i'm, I'm making decent progress but i remember when destiny 2 first released and it was almost impossible to try and find enough activities to kind of level it up you could You'd, I would level up three characters because I would level up one character in one evening and be like, well, that's me done for the week. I've done all the weekly things. Um, but now you've got no end of things to do. And just really enjoy it. And I love, um, I'm one of those suckers for season pass quests because they're yes. like, score these points or do this and do that. And it's like, great, I'm going to tick off all of these things because it just, it's like an achievement. You know, it's like the PlayStation achievement trophies. It's stuff that you can do, and then once you've done it, you feel like you've properly like made use and got your money's worth out of mm. it all. Um, but yeah, and I've also discovered I'm not terrible at PvP. You've won, like, you've won quite a few matches. I saw you. I know you were, you were pew 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 and clicking and was, killing people, and you actually won. Uh, yeah, and I was playing Iron Banner. Now Iron Banner actually puts your light level because normally when you're playing PvP, it'll balance everything out. Um, and so everybody's kind of playing at a level playing field. But with Iron Banner, that's when like your light levels count. So if you've got a really high power level or light level, then you're able to probably do more damage than anyone else. And because I'm quite new, I'm lower than nearly everybody I'm against. But I was doing some, uh, doing quite a bit of damage. Mm. And you, I was showing you, I was like, look, we just won that match and I came top. And you I'm topped. so proud. I topped. Wow. It's been a while, but I did it. Um, I'm also, yeah, so that is, that's Destiny. I'm very much looking forward to the expansion. It looks very Blade Runner. That's exactly what they're going for. I've got a very 80s or kind of neon cyberpunk uh, emblem now. And yeah, it's... When's what, that out? That is out the 28th of February. And I'm also really looking forward to, and I was just, you know, because it's a free-to-play game, technically. I cannot wait to see some of the things that they have in the store that is going to be very Blade Runner-y. You're going to spend so much money, aren't you? 
Uh, no, I'll probably get one thing and be like, that's what I'm going to look like for this season. Uh, Wesmanovich said, me and Ben got killed by a room like 20 times yesterday. Yes, yeah, so we didn't get the, the room that killed us. It was the room that killed us. Not anybody actually in there. It, you had to walk along a specific... You had to look at a screen. You looked at through a window and you could see the path that you had to take on all these grids. We had to walk on these grids in this order, in, on this grid in this order. Um, and we both did it at the same time. And one of us each time would go slightly off course or, or press the wrong or go on the wrong thing and both of us die. Shocking. It literally took us nearly about 20 times. It? it was great fun, but a little stressful. Hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, it was a really long mission. There was like an outside bit that you're kind of jumping along a, a satellite or like a space station and it's outside. So not hundred percent scientifically accurate, but it's like all muffled, which I know there's no sound in space. So obviously it shouldn't be any sound whatsoever. Um, but it was like just slightly muffled and you could see the beautiful sky box of the earth and like the whole of the, um, the space, um, station and yeah it was just it's stunning and yeah that, that game is in a good place right now which you wouldn't believe if you checked out their discord because the discord yeah, is that. just it is terrible it's literally unplayable i cannot believe it in fact i posted a comment on a youtube video at some point um i can't remember what it was but it was Oh, yeah, I just said something. I said, oh, I remember the days when you all, you did all your weekly quests in 90 minutes. It's great to have all this much stuff. And then someone was like, it's just guff. That's all they're doing. There's nothing. Yeah, it's bottom barrel content. I'd rather have dry spells in anticipation for great content than drowned in crap. I hate this strategy by uh, Bungie. Um, and someone was like, it is still like a 90 minutes for your week, except Bungie either time gates content or sets an insane count for points remaining. And then someone's like, Jesus Christ. Uh... But yeah, it's like, no, there is... Why would you engage with that community? You, the Destiny community is one of the worst, one of the most... I mean, there are... People have pointed out there are other ones as well, but it's just so negative. And it's like, every week, they're giving you a mission, like a brand new mission with new activities to do that's easy, easily, you know, an extra hour, two hours of your time on just that mission and then maybe an extra dungeon. Plus, there's all these other things that you can do. It's just, it's, they've, they're, con and you're not paying a monthly subscription. Gamers, eh? Honestly. I, it's just really annoying how, I, like how ungrateful some people are. Um, but. How is your journey of Final Fantasy XIV? So I have started Final Fantasy XIV again from the very, very start with a brand new character. Why would you put yourself through that? Because I'm just wanting a... I want a long project on stream. And so I started that on Sunday, playing Final Fantasy XIV, and oh my god, that game is just brilliant. It's... it's, it's you know, like the, I just love the very beginning of Final Fantasy XIV when it's just a really slow... You're a really insignificant person. You're going around. You're slaying some ladybirds. I did see a level fifty ladybird, which was a bit weird. Um, but yeah, just going around. You know, killing some bugs and rescuing a couple of people. And like from, oh no, not even rescue people. Just like telling people to get to work. You know, the the, you know, the very very basic things just to to learn the ropes. And I just I love that part of a of like a big MMORPG. So obviously it's going to get bigger and 
I stopped just before it opens to all, because there are three starting worlds, and just before it opens up to the other two starting worlds, then the dungeons come in, I've stopped there. So right now I'm very much just at the start, but I'm voicing it out on the chat, and I've also uploaded and slightly edited the video. So if you go to youtube.com slash biggestbenis, you can check out the first three to four hours um, of it. I just really enjoyed it, and it seemed that people were enjoying it as well. Debs, uh, who has just... Watched it. Uh, Andinius, by the way, has just started playing Destiny 2. Must have, uh, must have inspired. inspired. See, we do inspire people to play games. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my character is called Biggest Benossi. Because um, I have my other character, Biggest Benos, on there. So it was my, which is my main. But yeah, no, Debs. Uh, apparently we've got Debs Addicted. Or I got Debs Addicted. Um, so that's great news. And it's just, it's such a wonderful game with, speaking of communities, Final Fantasy XIV community... I'm sure there are bad, you know, there are bad eggs, and maybe there are parts in there that are not so good. But on the whole, the Destiny community is fantastic. I've never, I've played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of Destiny of um, and that, but of Final Fantasy fourteen, and I've met one toxic person, and I remember that toxic person, and all three because we were in a dungeon, and this person was getting a bit annoyed because somebody was faffing and breaking the mechanics or somebody was failing and that person was like we just voted them out <laughs> like see ya <laughs> and, was, and then the rest then somebody joined and we're like oh yeah the, we had to kick someone out because they were being really rude and they're like oh no and have you ever played as a healer uh no i well a little yeah, bit yeah try that are they rude then, to you i feel like people are rude to healers if they if they are bad at the game and then think the healer can't keep up well i've never had a bad healer pisses me off Oh no, healers get my commendation. Yeah, I usually give the tank the commendation in return. Oh yeah. I like to be nice to them. So I'm currently playing as a character that will become a tank. Um, so that we can skip all the queues when we want to do our weekly That's quests. That's another good reason for healing. <laughs> yeah. Healers are never appreciated in every game, says Andinus. Yeah. I mean, if I'm a tank and I've got to the end of a dungeon and I haven't died, the healer is getting my recommendation, my commendation. Yeah. And to be honest, even if I've died a few times, it's like... You're trying. Because that, I mean, the healer, they are 90% of the time just healing a tank. 10% when the DPS oh, kind of fucks 100%. up. 100%. Yeah. I'm sorry, if the DPS runs into like the yellow square things, I'm like, then you're clearly bad at the game and I'm not going to bother healing you. Wow, harsh. <laughs> Ed's a DPS healer, aren't you? You're, uh, you're just Look, too busy fighting I will, than healing. I will um, pop on a regen and then just cast Holy. Andini and says, sometimes you just can't out-heal, stupid. <laughs> That's when they get toxic. Exactly. And then they yeah. turn around and be like, oh, you didn't heal me quick enough. And I'm like, well, you pulled too many people that you can't cope with. So that's on you, mm. not me. And I, just, I, I do like it. Sometimes when you join a, a dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV and it's like a brand new... And somebody's like, oh, I'm new. And you just, and quite often the tank will do it closely at all. They'll stop just before the boss because you can see that they're typing out the mechanics and being like, oh, yeah, when he does this, you go here. And it's just well, I like really. People do that because I, I play it so infrequently that I've forgotten all the bosses. Yeah, same. Oh, same. <laughs> no, but it is a really nice. It is a very sweet community in Final Fantasy XIV on the mm. whole. And I feel like there's going to be, like, sorry, I've got like a bit of fluff and I don't know where this fluff has come from. I think it's my jumper. Um, but my, just like, it's attached to my nose. I must be static. Um, but yeah, no, I just think, yeah, so that will be my Sunday stream doing the main story quest. But there are 
opportunities during the week if I'm not streaming, if we're not doing the podcast or if I'm not doing um, another specific stream, just to kind of either do some leveling, some, you know, leveling roulettes or whatever, or just, you know, it's very late. I'm awake. Let's just chill with some fishing for a couple of hours. Do a bit of ASM, put some bit of lo-fi on in the background, nice. do some fishing. Nice. Yeah. There's so much that you can do on that game. It is huge. I think Deb said she couldn't believe how much there is in this game. And it is, you could play Final Fantasy XIV as a full-time job for your entire, you know, life and you wouldn't run out of things to do. It is that big. See, last time I played, I remember the tank just stopped in the middle of duty and just typed mum in the <laughs> chat. And I was like, what? And Would then, you call me? And then one of the DPS like ran off and started like pulling out of people. And I was like, well, you're going to die. And I'm just stood there trying to heal them. Like, good <laughs> luck, mate. <laughs> um, and then it turned out that basically like their mum had come into the room um, for the tank and was chatting to them so they couldn't respond and couldn't <laughs> play the game. And I was like, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> 36 years old. I was old like, who well, are you yeah. calling mum? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless them. Yeah. Sweet, sweet community. Mm. Um, sorry, I was too distracted by someone saying, oh, wait, that was you. Yeah. I've only done the main. So, Radley said, yeah, I've only done the main story quest dungeon y stuff with NPCs and they don't bitch at you. That is another thing as well. And by the. I mean, technically, if I wanted to do it, I could do every single um, dungeon because by the time I get to it, they'll have added it to all the later ones as well. But you can do all the dungeons with NPCs. And apparently, some people are like, have a problem with that because it's like, well, it shouldn't be a single player game. You know, it's a multiplayer, it's an MMO. And it's like, well, no, allow that opportunity for everybody. I love doing that when it's a brand new dungeon because then you learn the mechanics. You go in it, into it, you die. You cannot complete a dungeon um, with NPCs if you haven't learned those mechanics by the end. Because that's what I did during, and that's what I've been doing actually during Shadowbringers. Um, sorry, not during Shadowbringers, during um, Endwalker from what I've played so far. And yeah, the dungeons take a lot longer because you're not flying through it with a tank. And the enemies seem a lot more difficult. Like they take quite a bit to... Uh, you know, I don't know if the health's higher or whatever, but it just it does take longer. But like mm. when you're going and fighting a boss, you have to learn those mechanics. And by the end of it, I'm like, yep, I know what those mechanics are, and then I'm going to be better when I do these roulettes. So it's a really good idea. That's how I want to play it. But mm. where I am is in the middle of Stormblood, where which is like the one section that they haven't added that to because they've done it to Shadowbringers and Endwalker at the end, and now they've been going from the beginning working through, and they haven't caught up in the middle, mm. and that's the middle bit that I'm now stuck on. Yeah. So I'm going to have to basically heal first time with people, and they're going to hate me, and they're going to have to just suck it suck it up. No, I'll, or you just go into our Discord and say, hey, I need to do also this dungeon. True. Will some people join me? Also and 100% true. people will. I will. Thank I've got you. a DPS at the level that will be able to help you. We'll find someone that can tank. And another DPS. As long as, as long as I've got a friendly tank, I'm I'm down. I am sure we'll have friendly tanks in the chat. I'm sure there are people in the chat I, who are. I did able play to... a little bit of it last week, and my plan is to play it at least once a week so that I can I can get through it. Um, I don't know what day that's going to be, um, but at least once a week I want to dabble in some Final Fantasy XIV and get in. Yeah. Well, good luck healing, stupid. Debs will yeah. catch up in no time. I mean, Jinx. I remember I, Jinx started quite recently and is like proper end game raiding now, isn't she? So it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, um, and you just said, I wish Destiny had NPCs for raids. Do you know what I wish Destiny had? A ping system. Apex has got it. COD's got it. A lot of people, somebody posted up, 
Because it's like, what improvements would you like? Because I did have a look at the Destiny subreddit. I did get sucked in a bit. And somebody was like, what improvements would you like to see with Destiny? And I'm like, okay, let's just see what the people are whinging about. And they wanted something where it's obvious to see on the screen what your buffs and debuffs are. Um, but somebody said, oh, I'd also kind of like a little ping system, you know, just as like an additional request. And so many people reply with like, oh my God, yes, give us pings. So you know, like which boss to be fighting at, you know, to be aiming at first or something like that. It's, I mean, not just that it would help people, but it's great for accessibility as well. Because not everybody's going to have a microphone or headphones. You could even do, you know, if the ping system exists, you could even do like some of the harder level content without having to be on uh, voice comms. Oh, I've got no interest in being on voice comms with strangers. Especially on Destiny. Absolutely not. The West Manager says, <laughs> Destiny has a great ping system. You just shoot the thing at the thing you're pinging at. <laughs> yeah. And then people start shooting it together. Just make sure you don't ping it with a Yala. I need a Yala horn. I need to, um, yeah, I, to get, because I actually pre-ordered the Witch King, uh, the Witch Queen, which was Witch the last Queen. expansion. And um, to get the bonus, I was like, oh, it comes with a Yala horn. Um, and, but to do that, you have to beat a dungeon. And I haven't beaten that dungeon. So I've got it. I pre-ordered it and got the benefit, but I don't actually have the thing because I haven't done this dungeon yet. Typical Ben. Well, I don't, I logged it. I went into it and it, was, it didn't tell me where to go. And Westmanovich said that dungeon is so fun. Well, if it is so much fun, Westmanovich, well, let's do it you together. Can team up later. Yes. Um, let's see what the people have been playing. One which I believe listeners. is a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. So we're going to continue okay. that chat. Can I say Andinus is also? Uh, I saw. Yeah, I'm glad Andinus is getting back into fourteen and uh, into uh, Destiny two as well. DM you later. We'll 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 DM you. We'll get into it. There you go. Excellent. Oh, you're playing with friends. I like. Yeah, I do have some That's friends. Nice. You're not my only friend. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. Don't need I you anymore. That right? Okay. So I'll let you tell us what the listeners have been playing. Um, very similar to you, um, Riley. I've really been getting into Final Fantasy XIV. I'm having a lot of fun running around doing quests, finishing all the job quests for the first job I selected, which is Lancer, mm-hmm. and learning some of the story during the MSQ. And the music is Chef's Kiss. Um, I started as Lancer, became Dragoon. Honestly, and then I got bored and became a healer. I played um, as um, Archer, which became Bard, and then I was like, "This is great, but I kind of want something a bit more meaty. I want to get in and like hit people." So I mm. went to Lancer and Dragoon, and honestly, Lancer Dragoon is the most fun DPS I've had. I think if I'd stuck with it, it would be really fun. But I just wanted to test out healing, and healing is more me. Um, I'm not saying it. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, Westman, still Destiny 2, surprise, surprise, with New Season, which is one of the best so far for this expansion. Mm. It's a bit Mission Impossible-esque. You said that earlier. That's what, that's what uh, Westman said, you're I, I stole it. Uh, yeah. Where you infiltrate different facilities to hack systems and get parts of an AI to safety. Mm-hmm. I've also kept playing Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is super fun, super grindy, and super gory. I think Westmanovich likes super grindy games. Mm. <laughs> You'd love uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> when you cut down hordes of plague-infested humans and monsters with chainswords. Nice. Um, Jackie is still playing Cozy Grove. Well, we need to bully Jackie for no, playing No, we don't that. need to bully Jackie. <laughs> Jackie just needs to find a better, a better game. game to play. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jackie. Um, Jinx has been playing a lot of Ratchet and Clank, what my spouse calls Sonic on steroids. I see uh, that. Yeah. Um, it's so good. My favourite combination of open world platformer, light story, colourful characters, epic battles, good puzzles... And witty dialogue. 100% agree. agree. And it's the brilliant. weapons as well. I mean, that probably comes under the um, epic battles, but like the, yeah, the, the, like the weapons you get and the variety and just how goofy some of them are. Was it, I don't know if you could get it. No, the Pixelator was just the first. Well, actually, I'm guessing 
Well, which Ratchet and Clank are you playing? Is it the 2016 one or the new one? Because it's, it's the latest one, I believe, that Ratchet uh, that that um that Jinx is playing. Okay. Um, yeah, the Topia Freeze is good. Um, because it's PS5, so mm. it's the most recent one. I mean, it does show off the power of the PS5 very nicely, which is a, a nice showcase. My two favorite um, weapons, though, were like the yeah the uh, Pixelator, which I think actually maybe it does exist. You, in this it one. does. You get it at the end. Oh, and then there's another one which they the Groovatron. That I missed that was oh, in the, the original. Oh, the Groovatron is incredible. It just makes everything... And I, they actually made it so every enemy was... Like, you shoot it and the enemy just starts dancing <laughs> instead of attacking you. Amazing. But they managed to make every single character... Um, like, every single enemy had its own move when it was dancing. So, yeah, once you finish this, go back and play the 2016 one. I don't know why they didn't bring it back. Maybe they had too many enemies. They're like, we can't program every single one of these. Also, speaking of Ratchet and Clank, if you discover you really like the series, um, pretty much all the games are on PS Plus. There's also a movie to watch. Mm. Which... So if you want to go backwards and play the old ones, they're on PlayStation Plus. You can play on there. And they have the best names. What were the what were the names of them? Tools the... of Destruction. They, they were all like knob um... jokes, weren't they? Um not, well, not necessarily knob jokes. Uh, a, a crack in time. A crack in time. Yeah. Um, wait. Ratchet and Clank, the series. So here we go. We've got the um, Quest for Booty. <laughs> Going Commando. Size Matters. <laughs> Up Your Arsenal. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, full Frontal full assault. assault. Nice. <laughs> They've got great names. Size, honestly, Ratchet and Clank, Size Matters. <laughs> <laughs> All for one. Nice. Um, into the Nexus, I mean, that's not... Yeah. Yeah, I believe that Ratchet and Clank, just Ratchet and Clank PS4, I think that's one of the PS4 classics that you can play for free on PS5. Mm. Um, and then all the other ones are on PS Plus as well. It's also Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 2016 one, was released at the same time as the movie. So there are, like, clips from the film in the game. And you'll see it, because you'll play it, and it'll go, like... The next recording is blocked. Like you can't stream this. You can't stream this um, because it's taken actually from the film. It is brilliant, though. Brilliant, mm. brilliant, brilliant. Very good game, and mm. it's a nice, easy platinum if you're into trophies. Yes, um, it is. Jinx has also been playing, uh, really enjoying the Final Fantasy XIV 6.3 update content. Lots to do, good rewards, and the character art for Nofika is well. It's I just really like her. Now. <laughs> I don't know Nofika, I, I've not met Nofika I, yet. I googled because I've seen that people have been um, um, talking about her and um, she's got an uh, an impressive chest. Arsenal. Yes. Um, which, um, or at least from, from the art that I've seen online. Um, but I don't know who she is and I'm presuming that that's a spoiler for the okay. story. So maybe let's not talk about it. No. But yeah, go, go look up Nofika. Um, Debs, I might have gotten hooked on Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> and Rick says, there's a fourteen Echo in this room. Yeah, a lot of um, people. <laughs> but Debs, before the addiction to fourteen happened, I played and finished Frog Detective 1, which was cute fun and an easy game to just relax to. I also played and finished one of the storylines to Emily is Away. I don't know that. Which is a Facebook-based, story-based game where you chat in Facebook Messenger and progress the storyline. That sounds interesting. Mm. Nice. Um, I also played and finished Assemble with Care, which has a lovely story of a girl who goes on vacation to a little town and connects with the people living there and helps fix their broken items. You have to fix items like an old rotary phone, a camera, a Game Boy type device and so on. Um, I've been recommended that, so I'm tempted to maybe play that on stream because 
I think it looks really nice. Lots of tactile puzzles, mm. um, which looks really good. Ooh. Um, Pancake picked up Power Wash Simulator uh, and has been zoning out going, shum, good times. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Madam Knees got frustrated by playing the professional. Think heist plus QWOP. Just started my millionth um, Star Wars the Knights of the Old Republic yeah. playthrough as well. Um, Madam Knees sent me the professional earlier. Um, you know that game, uh, so QWOP, and it's like the running one, but you've got to move the legs and it's all awkward physics and stuff. Yeah. If you imagine that, but it's a heist, so you've got to go through like laser beams and stuff. That's what the professional's like. It looks incredibly frustrating. Yeah, I was about to say, I can understand why you might get frustrated with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Randy Pasta, this week I've been playing Planet Coaster, one of your favourites. I love it. Following on from Ben's stream of the game, I had to start with building the car park. Obviously. No. <laughs> yes. You've car- got a theme park and you literally create a flat surface of squares. I mean, where are they going to park? Get, get the train. Public transport. Do not drive. Build Save a train station. Build a train station next to the car park. Anyway, four hours later, I built a fancy themed car park complete with <laughs> castle walls, towers, and a small town. A small, I've got a whole small town in there as well. <laughs> I've only placed one pre-built ride in a few shops. <laughs> People are just wandering around a car park, occasionally buying stuff and then leaving because the line for the one ride is quite long. <laughs> <laughs> Randy is uh, channeling the enemy there. Channeling like, biggest Bennis. Don't yes. do that. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Wibble, next to the usual Minecraft, I've been playing Yoku's Island Express, uh, where you control a dung beetle, called a Yoku, who becomes a postmaster on the island of Molumana. I thought it was a... I thought Yoku's... I thought Yoku was the lizard. No, it's a dung beetle. Is it? Yes. Huh. Oh, you're thinking of um, ukulele. Yes. Different. You, very different game. Uh, Yoku's on the Express is what this is. It's not the same character. Um, no. Okay. Yoku is asked to help save the island from certain doom after the resident uh, deity was hurt in an attack. Um, it's visually cute. It's... A visually cute pla- puzzle yes, platformer. Yes, sorry. I'm just reading incorrectly here. Uh, it's a visually cute puzzle platformer with pinball mechanics. So as a beetle, you push your ball around the levels and can use pinball flippers, bumpers, and ramps to make your way up or down as there is no way to jump. With relatively little pressure, no combat, and just having to figure out how to get from one point to the other, it's quite enjoyable to play. I think I've got that on... I did have it on my Steam wish list, and that game was always on sale. Um, so, like, yeah, I used to get it popped up all the time. It's like three ninety nine, two ninety nine, and yeah, never got it in the end, though. I've heard really good things about it. It's, it's literally a Metroidvania, but also a pinball game, which is, hmm. like, a really interesting mix. Um, and lastly, May 9 is addicted to Minecraft since before Christmas. Building the Spencer Estate from Resident Evil was probably not the best starting project, though. So much work done and so much still to do. That's Minecraft, though. My first starter project was the was Buckingham Palace. <laughs> so Great. I, I completed it. Not really inside. We had a random zoo and things in there, but, you know, it got going. 7 Dash, uh, by the way, says in the chat, I've been playing Pokemon Blue, of all things. Water only run retro is the way. Nice. When it comes to Pokemon, yeah. I mean, Pokemon Blue Red, they are great. In fact, do you want to tell, tell the listeners what you were doing on my console, my Wii U, and my 3DS? What were you looking at? Oh, well, the, um, the Wii U and the 3DS stores will shut down in March. So PSA, go download stuff and look at stuff if you are... 
wanting to look at what's on there. Because there's a um, lot of Game Boy games on the 3DS, and it's... Yes, and, and there are Game Boy games as well on the Wii U. So I have advanced. now downloaded um, Zelda Minish Cap, which was a Game Boy Advance game. Um, which is one of the Zelda games that I haven't played and have heard such good things about and have always wanted to play. Mm. So I finally downloaded that on Wii U. Um, I'm going to um, probably play that on stream. And on 3DS, they've got loads of old retro game, game Boy games. So it's got all the old Pokemon games. I really kind of um, want to play that for a bit of a nostalgia hit. Mm. Um, put it down here. Yes, I have my 3DS, 3DS my new XL. 3DS XL. Because if it's not XL, it's not worth getting. You keep telling yourself that. Um, but yeah, there's loads of old... I've, I've never even looked at the shop before on a 3DS, so I wanted to have a look through before it all um, before it all ends. And uh, there's loads of really good retro stuff on there. Animal well Crossing. Worth look. Animal Crossing. Classic. Mm. On 3DS. Nice. It is awesome. And apparently you can get the Celebi Kinshani Hunting Crystal, and they do transfer to Bank and Home. Mm -hmm. So you can get all your all your fancy things. Nice. All right, well, let's see what's been happening in the news news. Now, Marvel Snap. Tell so, the listeners. Um, there was an update to Marvel Snap. Um, they are going to be adding in Series Drop, which is basically a sort of new mechanic about the rarity of cards and what comes up when. Um, that comes up at the end of January, and more interesting is that on the same day, they are adding in a PvP battle mode for friends. So finally, I can kick your ass. No, I haven't played it in a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Marvel Snap is great because you just play with randomers, but lots of people are starting to pick it up, and it means actually you can play with friends at long last and mm. compare decks. Get your deck out. Get your deck out for your friends. Mm. Um, so that's fun. So, yeah, look out for that at the end of January. Excellent. Um, the big news of the last day or so has been Ubisoft. Um, where they had a call with investors and um, basically most of their games in the last year have massively underperformed and they um, have had to cancel, uh, I think it's three games that are so far unannounced, um, but they're just cancelling them outright. Um, basically, uh, Marion Rabbids and Just Dance uh, from last year sort of underperformed, didn't do very well. Um, they don't really have a lot out this year. There's Assassin's Creed Mirage, which does look good. Um, there is... Um, scroll down the article. I can't remember the top of my head. Keep going. Keep going. Stop there. Um, Avatar, which really should have come out alongside the film, mm. but is, is sort of delayed till later in the year. Um, Skull and Bones, which was meant to come out next month, I think, and has now been delayed again. Um, I honestly don't think that's ever going to come out. It will do. Apparently, it has got funding from. Is it the Indonesian government? Yes. So it has to has to come out. I think that would but, have been cancelled a long time ago. Yeah, if it hadn't. But it, it keeps getting delayed. And there's at least one unannounced big game that's going to come out within this next fiscal year. Um, but as a result of all this, the stock um, the stock prices have completely crashed. Um, and yeah, it's not good times for Ubisoft. Yeah, is it Ubisoft or Ubisoft? I say Ubisoft. Ubisoft is the French because it is French. Yeah, I think mm. I think I change. <laughs> isn't it just a Ubisoft? It's like a. I think I tend to say Ubisoft because it's like a knob joke, isn't it? You. I never thought of that. Do you not know that? No. 
it is. Light bulb moment there. Utter filth, yes. I genuinely never even considered that. Hmm. There you go. How have you never? <laughs> wow. Well. I'm shook. So now you will call it Ubisoft, don't you? No, it's going to be Ubisoft. <laughs> I'm not I'm not engaging in that filth. Not that childish humour. Speaking no. of which, by the way, uh, we're going to do a quick look of High on Life after the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of willy jokes. Lovely. Mm. Um, there is a new update for Xbox consoles, which so far only affects Xbox insiders. Um, is that your mum? No. Okay. Um, and... Effectively, they are really working on sustainability stuff at the moment, and they are going to be making Xbox consoles carbon aware. Um, so essentially what that means is that it will reduce the carbon footprint um, of your console um, when it's on the energy saving shutdown mode, so that when it's doing automatic updates, it will, it will select a time um, to download stuff where renewable energy is most available in local energy grids. So it's basically intelligent enough um, in this mode that it will, you know, hopefully use renewable energy for downloads. Um, and this energy saving mode is already available across all consoles, but it's not the default. And for Xbox Insiders, this update will make that an automatic default. Um, and they're going to be adding in more of these sorts of um, options uh, for all Xbox users very soon. Um, so, um, so yeah, Xbox are doing a great job of um, of being more sustainable, Excellent. which we love to see. I'm trying to find because uh, people didn't really get the the joke about uh, the insider thing, and I'm trying to find the clip of it. But oh, oh wait, I get, I found the clip. Oh no! I'll post the clip in the chat so you can see what it uh, <laughs> what it is. There you go. Enjoy that. Um, all right then. Tell us about YouTube's updated violence and profanity restrictions that can rec retroactively restrict gaming videos. Well, YouTube. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, back in November, actually, they updated their um, restrictions. Um, and they are restricting um, videos with violence or profanity in them so that they can't be monetized. Um, and basically, a lot of YouTubers are pissed off um, because they are now retroactively restricting gaming videos and there are lots of youtubers um who have done say let's plays of sort of more violent games um and they've had these monetized in the past and now that's being stripped off um so yeah it's just something to be aware of i guess if, especially if you are a youtuber or if you do um it, it, you know youtube videos where sometimes you swear mm. um or or play more violent games um you can't monetize them on YouTube and um, they are now retroactively restricting that so yeah watch out and thank you very much to Cheesy who has just raided us and thank you very much for the congratulations and welcome we are currently recording this is Swapping Joysticks tell 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 everybody what Swapping Joysticks is Ed um, it's the best LGBT plus gaming podcast on Twitch and streaming podcast and streaming podcast. yes we're gaming and streaming there's way better gaming ones uh, but gaming and streaming not, not that many not everyone does both that is true we are versatile here um, well. <laughs> we are discussing the headlines um, and next up was some confusion about Final Fantasy 16 um, and it's PC version um, basically 
there was a trailer last year from Sony about the PlayStation 5 showing off different games. It showed off a clip of Final Fantasy 16 and in the small print, um, it literally said uh, this will be a console exclusive for six months. And off the back of that, everyone has assumed that means there's going to be a PC version. Now, pretty much every other Final Fantasy game in the series is available on PC. So, to be honest, it's no surprise that Square Enix will probably add this to PC at some point, but at least not for six months. Um, however, a couple of days ago, there was a Mahjong stream with the Final Fantasy XIV development team, um, and they were all basically playing Mahjong and doing karaoke together and had like this really long nine-hour stream, uh, which is kind of funny to watch. It's all in Japanese and very Japanese. Um, but as part of it, they had a Q&A. And somebody asked Yoshi P about a PC version of Final Fantasy 16. And he basically replied, I don't know where the notion of a PC version releasing six months after the game is out came from, as none of us have ever said that. In either case, please buy the PS5 version. So he's kind of trying to say that there is no... Um, uh, that there is no PC version of Final Fantasy XVI in the works. And he's kind of saying this with a bit of a smirk. Um, a lot of places have reported this as like he has denied it or he's cancelled it or whatever else. Is that what they reported on Eurogamer? No. Because okay. um, I reported it and just said that it's confused people, which it has, because a lot of people are like, well, hang on, does that mean there's a PC version or not? And at the end of the day, he's just trying to push the PS5 version because that's what they're pushing. They've got Sony exclusivity and they want people to buy a PS5 to play the game. Um, I'm sure it will come to PC eventually, but Final Fantasy VII Remake, for instance, was a PlayStation exclusive and that came to PC two years after release, I think. So as much as people are assuming it's after six months, it's going to be a lot longer. Um, mm. But yeah. So if you want to play Final Fantasy XVI, get a PS5. Yeah. All right, last one from a person called Victoria. Yes, not me. I live, live in the chat says, why does it sound like Ed's reading this off Eurogamer.net? It is a great source of, of stories, that's mm. why. Um, yeah, just to say that um, video games made an estimated £4.66 billion last year and is the biggest entertainment industry in the UK. And it has been for a number of years um, in a row. So video games are massive. Who knew? Mm. They make a lot of money. People Especially people like playing them. They're really popular. The Elden Ring is apparently a very popular game from last year. Yes. Well, it's not. It wasn't the best selling. What was the best selling? I think it was FIFA. Yeah, of course. Followed by Call of Duty. Yeah, of course. I think. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring is very niche. It was. It was still in the top five. I think. Yeah. Um. And and the Pokemon games were pretty high as well, despite playing terribly. They're great though. I mean, the second one. They're Scarlet, Violet, mm. brilliant. Actually, I read earlier that um, Scarlet and Violet have now overtaken Sword and Shield in sales, considering Sword and Shield have been out for like five years or something. And had expansions. And expansions and all that, and they've been out for all this time, and Violet and Scarlet have been a couple of months, and they've already overtaken lifetime sales. Mm. Like, that game is wildly popular. And it's a good game. It is. It just plays terribly. Yes. All right, well... I think we will call it a day for the podcast. Stick around because we will be playing High on Life and seeing how much Ed loves it. I won't. Well, Ed, we'll you see. need to go in with an open mind. It, I will have an open mind. Yes. 
Um, so, well, Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and on Twitter. Excellent. And you can find me on uh, Twitch at BiggestBenus, at Twitter, BiggestBenus1. Um, and I will also give you details in the Discord, probably, of how to uh, follow my new career, which I've started. Anybody that missed it at the beginning, I am now uh, in charge of gaming and streaming at Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity. Round of applause. Well, no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, well, go to uh, swapandjoysticks.com if you want to go and find all our links uh, to go and, uh, you know, if you want to access any of the old podcasts and go to YouTube for our quick looks, etc., etc. The last podcast that we did, no, well, uh, two podcasts ago, we did the Game of the Year one, so go and check that out. And yeah, we will be, well, we're doing this on a Thursday because we were at The Last of Us yesterday, but next week we will be doing it on Wednesday. So yeah. We'll see you all next week. Keep swapping. Woo.